delight to welcome each one here this morning. I would like to go to Isaiah chapter 6. Holy, holy, holy. Who is holy in your life? How holy is God? This is written by Isaiah. Isaiah would have been the son of a priest of Judah, which he would have been familiar with kings and so on. So he was not just a a young man off the streets. But anyways, he had a vision. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his feet, and with twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly, and one cried unto another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin perched. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here I am, send me. There's three things I'd like to bring out of this reading. Is he saw the Lord and his holiness. And he was uh, realized who he was. Woe is me. And then he was cleansed from his sins. And then because of this, Jesus, uh, Isaiah says, I'm willing to serve. <clears throat> he saw the Lord, and he changed his life. You know, I kind of wished we had that opportunity to see the holiness of God. But maybe we have. The Israelites saw the holiness of God coming down and Jesus living the perfect life of who God was. So we've seen, we have seen that through the reading of the scripture. What he saw is what changed his life. And you'll see many different examples in scripture of how Many would hear the Lord call maybe from the burning bush or something. Or maybe an angel came and talked. 
Or maybe it was John, like in Revelations 4, what he saw in, in the beast saying, holy, 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 eternally. But all of them fell at the feet, would bow to the ground, or would prostrate themselves because of who God is, the holiness of God. I want to go to Exodus chapter 15 and just read one verse. Um, Exodus 15, verse 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord? And now this was just after they had went through the Red Sea. And um, this was a song that Miriam wrote. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? And seeing what God just did, yeah, they did worship God, but we know that didn't continue. So how do we view God in our life today? Do we... Waiting for some miraculous miracle to happen so we can see the holiness of God? Is he holy? Do we say holy, holy? What is holiness anyways? How would you describe the holiness of God? Perfect? Moral integrity, pure, and remember God is all this, so pure that even the streets are made of pure gold. Freedom from sin and separation, no sin, separated from sin. God is holy, and God is pure, and he is the perfect example for us. And Christ lived that here on this earth. So if I was to ask you, how would you describe the holiness of God? What would you say? Holiness is, let me rephrase that. Holy is the way God is. He doesn't conform to a standard of holiness. He is Holy. He is the Holy One. He is the standard. He is the one that we would visualize as being holy in our lives. Pure. Moral integrity. Pure, uh, perfect. And separated from the, the evils that we see in life today. We have learned to live with unholiness because we live in this world. And have come to look at it as natural and expected. And it actually has become involved in the unholiness of this world. And that's where I think it has diminished us from our view of the holiness of God. Because we have looked among us and we compared ourselves with others. And we get the view, we get the idea that holiness is this standard, and it's not. I can't set the standard for holiness. God has set it, and now I need to live accordingly.
So if I was to take something of the world and say, this is a prime example of holiness, what would I use? Nothing. There is nothing in this world, the universe and everything, that is perfect. Only God is, and he is the Holy One in our lives. Then we go to Leviticus chapter 11. There's a couple verses. This is, and it's also mentioned in 1 Peter, to be, be holy. Leviticus 11, verse 44 to 45 says, For I am the Lord your God, ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and ye shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall ye defile yourselves with any manner of creeping things that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you out of the land of Egypt to be your God, and ye shall therefore be holy, for I am holy. And God didn't say, ye shall be holy as I am holy. He says, you shall be holy because he is holy. And that should affect of how we view God. And that's going to affect my life from here on out. It's going to affect my life of how I live it here in this earth among unholiness. It's going to affect my decisions I make because I live in, a, in this life of unholiness is because of the holiness of God. Another thing that, a um, second thing I would like to look at is how do we see ourselves? Would we look at ourselves like Isaiah did? And Isaiah says, I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I am unclean. Would we be in that situation? I think we would. I think if we had a vision of God like Isaiah, we would feel, or we should feel, like we're unworthy. And I thought about this when I was, it was yesterday, last night, I guess, going over the message again. You know, I feel unworthy to share about the holiness of God because I don't fully understand the holiness of God in my life but I'm striving for that but where am I how do I see myself in in light of reading the scripture and in, in, in light of going to Israel and seeing where Jesus walked how does that change my life here in America here in Elkhart County Woe is me. Well, I want to go to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. We know the, in Isaiah where the angel came and took the coal and, and singed, or put it on Isaiah's lips, and he says, you are now clean. Well, here is speaking of Christ, who being the brightness of his glory, so being amongst God, being God in his glory and splendor, in his holiness, 
and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged us from our sins and sat down at the right hand of God. And how did he do that? He shed his blood for us. He purged us. He came, shed his blood, and died for our sins. And I want to get to that here and talk more about that here in a little bit. But our sins have been purged. So when we look at ourselves, do we see ourselves as being purged? Do we see ourselves sin-free? Needing, we look at our, do we look at ourselves cleansed or do we end needing to live a holy life? Would we, if we experienced of seeing Christ here, sitting here among us, would we suddenly have the need of, well, here's a brother that I've been taking advantage of. I need to go out and help or to restore or Here's things that I have in my heart, and I got to get, I got to get rid of it because I'm with Christ. And I think so often we diminish the power of God because we're still hanging on to those things in our lives that we are freed from. Going back to Hebrews, I had the advantage of knowing I was going to go back, so I stayed there, but. Hebrews 5, verse 6 says, As he saith also unto another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And then verse 8, Though he were a son, oh, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience. I must have written the wrong chapter down. It's not saying what I wanted to say. Well, I'll go on. I want to go to Colossians 1, verse 12 to 5. Thinking of seeing ourselves as being free from sin, how should we live our lives as a if we would visualize God as as the as holy as what Isaiah saw, would we change our lives? Well, this is what Colossians one verse twelve to fifteen says: giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made me perfect. Did you get that? Hath made me perfect. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made me meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin, who is the image of the invisible God and the firstborn of every creature. So it's through his blood that we have forgiveness of sin. Then going to Romans chapter 6. 
I think I'll just read the first eight verses. What then shall we sin? What then, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? So remember, Christ came, purchased of sin, and he dealt with sin. He dealt with the payment of sin at at his death, and that sin is for all. So, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound after we have accepted Christ as our Savior? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? I want to stop just a a little bit. What is sin? So, if I am dead to sin, what is that? Sin is to miss the mark or to offend God. So in other words, if there's anything in this life that, has, that would offend God or we, it would cause us to miss the mark that we're striving for, is sin. It says here that we are dead to that. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized unto Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism to death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection." Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that both of that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. When when we were yet sinners, Christ did this. When we were yet serving self, Christ did this for us. But now that we have given our life to to Christ, do we continue in sin? Now that we have died to self and we are resurrected to be with him, Do we continue in sin? Do we consider ourselves dead to sin? If God is holy and we see him as holy, I think it's really going to help us to visualize ourselves as our sins have been covered by the blood of Christ. We read it in First John. It says, if we confess our sins. So when Christ came and did it, for, he did it for all. But there is uh, something that we have to do is we have to accept that invitation. And we have to accept that forgiveness or accept Christ in our Savior. And he will forgive us of our sins. And through that, God can look at us through Christ as being holy. 
and I think that's so neat, is to take someone like me and you in our fleshly desires, all have things that we struggle with, but he took that and covered it with his blood, and God can look at us as being holy. And I think that's a beautiful picture of that. Isaiah says, woe is me. But I'm wondering, like the was in the lesson today, I'm wondering, do we really mourn when we sin? So I want to do, to get a glimpse of Holiness, and I think that's where I got confused in my notes. I want to do, go back to Colossians. I read that and it didn't seem quite right. But getting a glimpse of holiness is in Colossians 3 12 to 17. Or, yeah, Colossians 3 12 to 17. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. So you are chosen by God. You God has accepted you because you've asked him to come into your heart. He forgave you. He covered your sins with his blood. Now as the elect, put on, therefore, as elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is a bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in the hearts, in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So holiness is manifested through compassionate heart, kindness, Humility, meekness, patience, gentle, forbearing one another, forgiving one another, and to love. That's what holiness is manifested in our lives. And I'm just, if you go to Matthew 5, you see the same thing, you know, when he went through the Sermon on the Mount. If you read down through it and look at all the meanings of those words, you get the same idea. Jesus taught that you be compassionate heart, kind, gentle, humble, meekness, patience, gentle. That's holiness. That's how you would manifest holiness in your life and showing to others Christ. And then after that, those three things, Isaiah saw the Lord and says, I'm yours. I'll serve you wherever you want me. 
I guess I, I think sometimes, I don't think sometimes, I think we really are so involved in self, and self has become our standard of holiness, and self has been our standard of how I'm going to serve God. But if we could get a glimpse of the holiness of God, Read Revelations. You know, not only were they saying, holy, holy, they gave you a glimpse of the, of the heaven, of what it looks like. The holiness of God. Pure. The standard by which we should live our lives. Have we seen ourselves compared to the holiness of God? If someone would look at you, would they say, I can see that God is holy? In your life. And it isn't how you look, but it's how you live your life. It's what comes out, it's what you're sharing, it's what how you respond to situations, it's how you yeah, respond to those who you struggle with. Have you been made holy? And I would say by most of us have. We've accepted Christ as our Savior. So we've been made holy before God. So I would encourage you to get a vision of God's holiness. Read, read the life of Christ. Get, a, get a, a visual of what you look like. And you are pure and holy before God because of the blood of Christ. And then let us say... I'm willing to serve. Shall we kneel for prayer? And Wawa, would you lead us?